Oh, so I have another idea. I'm going to start a new podcast. I've decided. Yeah. Um, it's a. Uh, I just came up with this idea because, like, <laughs> I want to talk about my voice on here, hmm. but I really don't want to talk about my voice on here. Yeah. It, it and also it's just I'm in a really weird slash unique position of wanting to change my voice as I have to listen to and edit my voice mm-hmm. weekly, constantly. Right. So I want to like do a podcast called finding my voice, mm. which is just like me talking. And like the, it's, the premise of it is like, I'm not going to pay for like, here's how to change your voice lessons. Cause there are tons of like resources for trans people and like voice lessons online. Mm-hmm. There are lots of professionals that do shit like this. And I've watched the videos, but I'm not about to like pay somebody to be my coach. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk to just people that I think have interesting sounding voices and then just like, use it as like a weekly check-in to see how my voice is going and to get pointers from amateurs or people who know nothing about voice and who I think have like, yeah, cool voices, both like literal voices and like also like voices, artistic, artistic yeah. This is the Gender Fluids Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Ava Smart, a 26-year-old trans girl and bottom-leaning switch. And I'm Ariel Isaac Norman, a 32-year-old boy lesbian, for now. And we're bringing you the only queer podcast that isn't super gay. Gender Fluids is a podcast about all the sex and all the people. You can follow us on Instagram at Gender Fluids Podcast. On Twitter, we're at Gender Fluids Pod. Our email is genderfluidspodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to support us on Patreon, you can find us at patreon.com slash genderfluids. Enjoy the episode, y'all. Oh, the hanky code, but for love languages. Do hanky- we lose all of that? Yes. Oh, it's all me. gone. I know, dude. It was so fuck good. Fuck me in the ass. <laughs> fuck me in the butt, Hyman. <laughs> fuck me in the butt. <laughs> I can't believe you lost all of our butt, Hyman. Oh. Okay. Well, let's, so for maybe the we should just make this like yeah. pretty meta. So like this is going to come before the butt, Hyman bit at the end. And, yeah. So like, we have to explain butt, Hyman's to the listener. <laughs> oh, God. Lube up the listener for butt, Hyman talk. <laughs> Ariel, it was your idea. Ariel had the idea. (laughs) I wish I could claim that one. Uh, Okay. Oh, it was because you were talking about taking Alexis's anal virginity, probably. (laughs) (laughs) And so I was like, can you feel the difference in an ass that's never had a dick in it before the first time going in? And so I was like, is there like a butthole hymen equivalent? Yeah, yeah, that you did ask that. That was right. Cause essentially, I said like both yes and no. So it's like asses, like kind of like you can feel like a tighter ass versus a more loose ass, but all asses like retain like some sort of yeah tightness to it, right? And so like each time you're like freshly inside a new asshole, there's like a, li- it's like a little original. bit of fresh. That's what's so great about yeah, an ass is that it's always fre- kind of original, unless you're like the party. You know, pass around power bottom, and you just get railed by love and fifteen dicks. minutes ago. Yeah. yeah, you know, and then clearly your asshole is going to be like looser. Oh yeah, and then you're like, I what if you sewed on a hymen? <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah, yeah. So like, instead I, of I, our uh, gender normative society we have now, we can start taking the hymen away from little girls and sewing them onto people's butts. <laughs> I just like the idea that they just grow over somebody's. Oh no, they're sewn onto the asshole, so it hurts when so you. So it shit. hurts. Yeah. <laughs> and so it hurts when you shit, and also we keep some holes on the side, so your shit can still come out in like ribbons. Um, so you're not gonna die. But I like the it will idea hurt. of it being like that, but it being grown genetically. Like, what if, like, you know, we just figure out how to give people butt hymens like that, and so, like, shitting is just like a little bit uncomfortable for everybody and like everybody then like has to like get like their butt hymen ripped at some point you want to give them like a really loose butt hymen no i'm thinking like the ribbony like butt hymen like like it's it's they got a bunch of tiny circles in it so when you're shitting it comes out and like i'm thinking like now like like a peace sign like a peace sign where it's just like a three-pronged like like it's not gonna hurt too much it's just gonna be kind of a cute partitioning of your poop until someone finally rips your butthole open and if you're one of those people who never takes a dick in the ass and you want to keep 
pooping in three part partitions your whole life. I guess, but the rest of us are going to be adults at some point. I feel like it'd become a thing where it's like your wisdom teeth where it's like, all right, honey, you're 14. It's kind of unhealthy. Get your butt hymen snipped. Get Cisco snippet. (laughs) If you're going to be a little faggot and not get your (laughs) butt hymen ripped apart by a nice dick or dildo or whatever, then okay, little pussy ass son of mine. We'll get it snipped because in this world... Bernie Sanders has been elected. We all have universal butt hymen health care. <laughs> but hymen health care. But hymen snipping is covered <laughs> under the Bernie Sanders, Tulsi Gabbard era that we're all going to be living in. <laughs> uh, Guys, do you realize if we elected the right people, we could all get our butt hymens grown <laughs> and then clipped for free? For on, free. Well, you know, covered. Yeah. Under universal. That would, is a basic human right. I would claim that as part of my transition. That is a, no, that's for all of us. This is a basic human right. <laughs> we should all be allowed to graft a child's <laughs> hymen onto our butt. Or foreskin. Or foreskin. Yeah. We could also <laughs> cut the end of your dick off or your clit. Depending on how much you've got to work with, really, it's and sew so like that into surgery, your butt. I think you should be able to take. You could any use any part of your skin, skin. if you, you have get, a little extra chin. If you want like a thick hymen, like it wouldn't to really hurt, right? Yeah. You could take like a piece of your thigh. Oh, here's a fun one. Let's rip out one of my nipples and put it in my. Butt. <laughs> 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 I just want to get one of my nipples fucked off. <laughs> Why not? Oh god. Let's have fun, guys. Who cares? we're rich you know why not have fun at this point yeah we made it as a society we killed all the other people we took all their stuff now let's rip our own nipples off and put them on our buttholes it's kind of rude not to it's kind of a disservice you know what i mean it's like an insult to all the people that we killed and uh and abused and took advantage of to become this rich if we don't rip off our own nipples and sew them into our butthole. You know what I mean? What are we doing with that? What ourselves? are we doing? It's like, why, why, what was the point if we weren't going to do that? It could be like the first truly altruistic act is to rip it's, your nipple off. It really and is about the most, butthole. yeah, just to honor the lives of the people that we murdered, raped, pill- you know what I mean? Because <laughs> otherwise, least it's the do. least we could do. Is <laughs> 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 to really go there with the art of human expression. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> the sad reality is, I feel like if butt hymens do exist, it's a for sure some Buffalo Bill motherfucker in their basement, yeah. just like safety pinning. Like y'all are lucky that I'm a comedian and not a Buffalo Bill. <laughs> it's a fine line. I dude. chose to go with, do that with my life. My brain's always been this way. I just I'm just choosing like, to laugh you know about it. I'll just be a comedian. <laughs> murdering people does sound fun i mean <laughs> you have to like you have to do something interesting with this life is all i'm saying so i could see how some people would get to murder if they don't have a better have outlet. a better plan yeah for like if they get to the point where they're like mm, i don't know how to do anything interesting unless i, I don't have any skills I'm 39 years old. I am an intelligent person. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I think they get to the point where they're like, I'm an intelligent person. I've never figured out what to really do. I've always kind of wanted to be famous a little bit. And I'm just like, my skills are going to waste. I better, I'm going to kill somebody. I'm going to be one of those killing people. I think that's what happens. I, I'm fucking there with you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that makes so much. Like, I think people try and like add this like, wild psychotic twist to it. No, like, they all, it's a midlife a crisis like, thing. Yeah. If you notice, I think it's usually like kind of midlife crisis for these people. They just like literally, they're just like, their lives didn't go the way they thought and they're really intelligent people and so they were like, like I can't just buy a boat. It would be like uh, if our podcast doesn't work or whatever, you know what I mean? Like give it 20 <laughs> years, like I don't put it past us to become the gender fluid <laughs> Guys, like we're not saying that if you don't support our podcast, we we're going to start you. killing people, but like <laughs> what? But we're going to figure out which parts of this is legal to put in. <laughs> we need to talk to a lawyer about everything that we've just said. Because I do feel like I've a few times <laughs> threatened to murder people um, or just alluded to the idea that I would. But I wouldn't because I was raised Mormon. And so it's like, dude, have like that, I can't like... murder people. Ooh, no, 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 I cannot murder people. No, man. I'm like spooky Mormon hell. You can't even imagine. No. 
I mean, it sounds cheesy to quote Harry Potter, but it's like a part of your soul dies when you kill somebody. Yeah, I'm attached to the soul, dude. I know I'm supposed to let go and shit, and maybe it'd be really healthy for me to murder someone, just to, you know what I mean, in my letting go process. Like, I could see how that could be kind of healthy for me, actually. But, like, no, I just feel like I can't let go to that level. I just gotta... I I feel like for you, like, killing a chicken to cook your dinner with would be That would maybe be healthy. Let's start there. I don't have to go straight to humans. You're right. That's such a good point. I don't have to go straight to humans. I think maybe killing a chicken would be a good step. Yeah, do it and then, like, you know, make a nice fried chicken afterwards. But I used to kill bugs more mercilessly, and now I don't, and I feel like that's healthy. But it's not because I'm afraid. Anyway. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So yesterday I filmed a porno Mm -hmm. (laughs) in my living room. And then the day before that I filmed a porno in my backyard. But the, that was the one in the backyard was my saying our living room and our backyard. Yeah. Our. Okay, Okay. fine. I thought (laughs) it's implied, whatever. I don't know. It just feels like you. Oh, never mind. (laughs) So, and the, the one to, uh, before that was like, you know, my friend, uh, who was fucking herself with the horse dildo mm-hmm. uh, in our backyard and then like pumped a bunch of fake cum all over herself. Mm-hmm. And then the one I filmed yesterday was this like vomiting scene. Mm-hmm. And in it, uh, me and this other trans girl, uh, she throat fucked me until I vomited everywhere. And like, it was a wild experience. I thought it was going to be more of her throat fucking you, though. It was really more like you blowing her and then gagging just myself gagging yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it turned into that because we started off kind of just like we were going to do like a regular blowy kind of scene and then work up the intensity. But like my gag reflex is so bad yeah. that like she was like, you seem really sensitive to this. So I'm just going to let you kind of do it. Cause she, it was literally like if she just thrusted forward a little bit, like yeah. past like the point that I could take it, like there's no like throat fucking me without vomiting. Apparently like I will just throw out the second you kind of cross that threshold too much. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> it turned into me gagging myself on her like dick. Like she took like some Viagra and so she was like rock hard. She has such a great dick. Um, and, uh, yeah, and to get ready for it, you know, I <laughs> I didn't really eat, like, the night before and, mm-hmm. like, the whole day of. And then, like, to make sure, you know, my stomach was clear and I'm not, like, vomiting, like, actual food everywhere mm-hmm. to help the smell. And then what I did was I drank a bunch of, like, uh, blue Gatorade with, like, blue food coloring in it. Mm-hmm. So when I threw up, it was, like, <laughs> this really bright blue color. Uh and then, and during the second take, I like did like a bunch of like uh, pink mixed with it, so it came out purple. Right, mm-hmm. it was a really great color palette. But I was super surprised by it because like I didn't know I was planning on doing multiple colors, right? But yeah. I also in the back of my head and like didn't know if I could do that, and like told everybody like, hey, like yeah. the plan is to do multiple shots. Yeah, I might do it once and realize I can't fucking do this. Yeah, so I'm done. But I got there and like when the moment I was like fucking sucking her dick and the moment came in my head, I was like, all right, it's time to make yourself vomit on this girl's dick. And so like, I was like, let's do it. And like, I went down and like, I got the first one out. And after I got the first one out, I was like, oh, I got this. (laughs) And like, I went back in a second time. Right. And Uh like, after that, I would just do like a uh, one, two, and then just all the way down to where I would vomit. And so I and then I was able to do it like four or five times in a row real quick with the blue, right? And then I thought I got all the blue out, but mm. I, I did not. You should have so done I the went, white to rinse. I know, but I, could, I couldn't have done it a third time, yeah, right? And white wouldn't have been as cool. Takes. The, the pink and the making it purple was like the right choice because mm-hmm. it looked better than like... I think if I do it again, I'll work up my stamina to where I can do three yeah. different like colors, right? But anyway, so... I chugged this like pink Gatorade afterwards, um, thinking my stomach's like kind of emptyish, so maybe it'll be like a light pinkish, violetish. Mm-hmm. But it just, I was wrong, and so, so when the second time I vomited, at, 
it just like fountained out, <laughs> right? <laughs> it was yeah. like it all had mixed together, and uh-huh. like I was feeling kind of like, oh, I drank too much before that. Like that one was rough, uh-huh. and like uh, vomiting felt so <laughs> good. But like with that one, so much came out. Like it like splashed like on my <laughs> dick and like on my knees, and then and that after that, I was like, you know what, man? I was like, I'm just gonna get fucking into this. So like I started. When I was checking myself on her dick, I like tilted my head back a little bit as I threw up. So it like ran down my chin and like between my tits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. You know, with like slow spit. So like, ugh, and slow spit the end out and let it dripple off my chin. Uh-huh. You did it. Because it, it just tasted like Gatorade again. You know, it had only gone in like three minutes beforehand right yeah so it wasn't like it's not really like gross it wasn't like acidic or really bile-y it was just kind of gatorade yeah yeah (laughs) and like (laughs) it looked so good man also but i just feel it was a wild experience yeah to like because i knew i didn't have a problem throwing up like throwing up's never been like uh like an intense bad thing for me. Mm-hmm. I'm, like if I'm like violently ill, it's different, right? When it's like uncontrollable. But if I'm just like, oh, I'm drunk, I feel like I need to throw up or oh, I just smoked a cigarette and I haven't smoked a cigarette in like, you know, seven, eight weeks and I feel like I need to throw up. I'm just going to go to the bathroom and do it and like be done with it, which is why mm-hmm. I like knew I felt like I could do that, right? Because yeah. I've thrown up on one person's dick before on accident. Yeah. You know? So if you tried, you could definitely do it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I was nervous. Yeah, I didn't know if I could do it. And like once I did and like, you know, it was like had it like on my knees and shit. I was like, OK, like this is a thing I thought I could never do. Hmm. Like I thought it would gross me the fuck out because I always like I, I don't like rough blowjobs. And I don't like uh, I can do like sloppy blowjobs, but not rough. And mm-hmm. I don't like it when people vomit and after, like yeah. in the blowjob videos that I always I never watch those. Right. And yeah. so this was I was in my head about like can I actually do it is that going to be a thing that's like going to come into it like is the vomit going to be too nasty like is my stomach not going to be clean enough Mm -hmm. you know but like doing it I was like fuck man like I don't know I crossed that line and like was like okay hey like I can I can fucking rock this I don't know it made me feel like oddly confident in myself yeah. It's not a thing I want to do all the time, right? But, but it's like, something you can do. Yeah, and it was it was like very easy to do. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. painful, and it didn't like take too much out of me, right? I mean, it took a lot out of me, like in the long run, like setting up the shoot. <laughs> You're off your life, perhaps, but Set, setting off the shoot, taking, doing it, taking, yeah, that was all tiring. But just yeah. like, uh, and not eating, like fucked me up a little bit. But like, I was showering after the second shot because I had vomit all over my dick and knees and stuff. And like mm-hmm. in a little of my hair <laughs> and just, and, uh, I was like, I had this feeling of like, I, okay, that wasn't bad. Like, you know, sometimes when I try a new thing, I'm just like, I just, I, act, I don't like that. Yeah. That was bad. I don't want to do that again. Uh-huh. I didn't have that feeling with this. <laughs> you I was, think you might want to vomit on a dick again? <laughs> see, that's the thing is like, I don't want to vomit on a dick again, but uh-huh. like, I, it's such a, not a thing for me. I feel like I could really help somebody who wants someone to vomit on their dicks. I feel like yeah. that's a hard thing to find somebody to uh. get to do, right? And mm-hmm. I'm just like, dude, that may, maybe there's some sort of money-making opportunity mm. in this. Or not money-making, because that's illegal. Mm-hmm. But like... <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe I could maybe find Maybe there's some kind of reciprocal gift giving opportunity. Yeah. Are there any daddies or sugar daddies out there that want a trans girl just to vomit all over their dick? Mm-hmm. I'll do it. I'm really good Find at it. Nice things. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was really weird. And I like came out of the shower. I was like, huh. I like had to sit with that for a second. Uh, like, okay. Superpower. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Leveled it's up. also not a thing where it's like, because before if somebody had been like, hey, I'm trying to do this thing. Like, would you suck vomit. someone's dick until you vomit? I would be like, dude, mm, I'm like, I don't know if no. I can do that. But like, since it was like my idea and I set it up <laughs> and I like did it and like, and now I'm like, and I have that under my belt. I'm like, fuck yeah, man. That's like, how the devil gets you. They make you think it's your idea, you know? Yeah. But I guess it would change if they like had it, if they wanted it to be like disgusting and smelly, you know, if mm. they were like, I need you to have eaten like a yeah. bunch of like, 
Taco Bell. Taco Bell or just like, hey, can you just like pound this like bolognese? (laughs) Just straight bolognese sauce. (laughs) What if they wanted you to eat like really gourmet meals and then throw them up on them? Oh, I'd do that. Yeah, I was like, heartbeat. Great fetish. I'll do that. That's got that's got some that's art, you know. There's a thing there's some thought behind that if it's just nasty food i'm not gonna eat taco bell just to throw it up well, on if you, you. want to buy me like 200 dollars meals and then <laughs> oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah oh, sorry i was just thinking about that yeah i would definitely do that <laughs> so that was a wild too often. moment it's quite bad for your, like esophagus and teeth and stuff yeah, I mean, I put a limit on it where it's yeah, like, okay, it's man, an occasional thing. I'm not, I'm not vomiting on you every week. Like, I'll do no. it once a month. Okay, so I, I, I feel so old sometimes, or so out of touch with like large swaths of like people it's the billy eilish thing no oh I am, I am like so upset about that yeah you know okay. i'm in love with billy eilish no okay i shouldn't say that she's 17 but you know as an artist yeah as an artist okay so the billy eilish thing is like i just posted a thing the other day and that was like i'd like to give a big fuck you to all the people who let me sleep on billy eilish i've invited you dancing I don't dance, I know, but, but you, you can still recommend music to me. Well, I don't know. I, I guess I never knew, like, think that you would not know anything, like that I would know anything that you don't know. Yeah, there's too much music for anybody to know everything. Yeah. Anything cool you hear, just like send it to me. Okay, well, I'll I don't know. The, it's very vulnerable. Like, I don't, you're just going to make fun of me because it's mostly not going to be I don't make cool. fun of anybody's, like anybody that sends me music, I never like make fun of them. It's just kind of like a personal right. rule. I was just having this conversation with In my, your heart, my, you don't? No, because like I was just having this conversation with my best friend Elliot today where like uh, we were like talking about how pretentious metalheads are and just how pretension in general really fucking sucks because it's like one of the things that we enjoy doing the most is like sharing things with people that we're genuinely passionate about and like pretension just shuts that shit down like nobody wants to share things with somebody who's just going to like shit on them or have an opinion about them. That's like, you know, cunty Mm -hmm. and like it stops people from doing that because there's a fear of that. Right. And so it's like with music, like I'll be, I'll be shitty about music with like my friends privately, like my music friends, like, and who I know whose opinions I kind of know and can like shit talk with. Right. Mm -hmm. But like with anybody that sends me stuff, I'm never going to be like, this is fucking stupid. I, I might be like, Oh, that's cool, man. Not really my jam, but like I like this part about it, right? Hmm. Anywho, so yeah, send me everything, Mm. and I'll. But still, fuck everybody who didn't tell me to listen to Billie Eilish or however you say the name. Yeah, it's Billie Eilish. It's so goddamn good. (sighs) I know that's like that's that's like all I listen to. Hey, how do you never hear that? I don't know, know. but uh, well, because I don't play more music at home. Yeah, you should. There's an I left you an aux cord out for a reason. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I just plug it into the Augs Gordon hit Augs on the mixer and it'll oh. play. Yeah. Okay. My music shout out right now. Everyone should go listen to this uh, band Smolder. They call themselves Arcane Doom Metal. Go listen to Smolder. <laughs> They're fucking sick. Anywho, I don't know. Just go listen to Smolder. It fucking I don't know what we're talking about this. Oh, I had my other thing. Yes, your other thing. So I do feel out of touch with like uh, a lot of people, right? Uh-huh. Cause like, you know, everyone like the internet and social media is just wild to me still, right? It's a thing I've never felt wholly comfortable with. It's a thing I've never wholly understood or known how to engage with. Yeah. And maybe not every, maybe there are lots of people like that, but yeah. there are also a lot of people who are like way adept. Yeah. It's very adept, very well versed. And it's like a natural part of their life. And it's never been really integrated into mine, <clears throat> but I've been playing with it a lot more recently. Right. I'm yeah. finally kind of like giving into these like urges and just being like, okay, not urges, as in like I've been like wanting to do it, but just like, okay, like I'm not going to just like begrudgingly use a thing because I like, you know, you have to have a Twitter a lot of times yeah. to apply to like festivals or sh- shows. I'll be like, what's your Twitter handle? Right. Mm-hmm. So I just had one forever. I'm like, I'm actually going to see like, what is this? What's this all about? How can I get involved in it? How can I use it? Can I actually learn it? You mm-hmm. know? And I had this wild experience. Um, <clears throat> Cause you know, I posted, 
a long, I, I have, I've had a Reddit for a while, but I have only just used it to look at things on Reddit. I've never like posted things or really commented or interacted. And so that's been the newest place that I've like gone to like, yeah. I don't know, learn, right. So far as interaction goes and having an active like presence or profile on it. And so today I posted like my second thing that I've ever posted, which is in this like trans like subreddit called like, um, are trans passing. And it's like, uh, Reddit where you post pictures of yourself and other trans people tell you how close to passing you are or not. <laughs> and like, it's like supposed to be like positive, like criticisms, right? Like not just right. shitting on somebody, but just that. like, you know, you're looking great, but here's a few things I would change or like, hell yeah. So I like posted a picture of like myself before, like Alexis and I went on our date to Justine's, which is like arguably one of my best pictures. Right. <laughs> okay. So that's what I was th- thinking in my head. I'm like, you know what? This is like what I consider to be like my cutest picture, right? Mm-hmm. And like I, I had like just on eye makeup and like lipstick. So it wasn't like I was super dolled up. It was just a good, you know, picture. And I was like, what are they going to think? I'm going to toss my best out there and let's see what happens. And like I didn't realize how many people were part of this like group and like how many people just actively use Reddit, yeah. right? I always thought of it as like an old thing from uh-huh. like high school and it's still to this day no. just like but that's what I mean by feeling out of touch with people where it's like there are people whose like lives exist on Reddit and I, I like I don't even think about those people cuz like this picture has gotten like 400 and something like upvotes and like 50 comments or what and I'm like we should really use Reddit. I don't honestly. care. Yeah, no. But that's what I was thinking is like fuck man like all, I just need to make one post like that's wild like the reach things like that yeah. have like it's very it was very uncomfortable because like I I did it because Alexis has posted in there a few times she's like been more active like on Reddit right and uh, when I was like when I found out what her like username was and was like stalking her profile you know and like trying to see what all she'd posted and commented on she had like lots of like pictures in there that had like 700 you know 600 800 like likes or upvotes or whatever yeah and i was just like holy fuck which is why it made me think like well what would happen if i put one in there right and it's just i don't know it really made blew my mind today like all day i've been having this weird things that it's not only just a confidence booster in a large way that i didn't really expect it to be Mm mm-hmm this makes me feel so fucking out of touch with way more people without me having to interact with anybody. I was just like, Oh God. Hmm. Oh, I did not expect that. Cause I imagine like who's, who's not just throwing pictures up there every day. Right. Yeah. So I was like, that that's going to get lost in a sea of like things. <laughs> and it's just, it's un it's uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable, but it's not uncomfortable. And the thing like, well, we'll just wait till it goes away. Cause it's not <laughs> going away. There's no way. I mean, I don't know. I, well, yeah, I think you should just get more involved in Reddit and enjoy it and like promote gender fluids on there. But that's the thing is like Reddit is based off of like interaction, it feels yeah. like. And I hate that. Oh, yeah. I just like, here's my thing and I'm done. Well, I think you can do some of that too, though. You know, dab and run. Yeah, I guess. I wonder if there's like some podcast shit like that. Maybe I can, maybe you can post and I can interact. I need to learn how to use Reddit anyway. I guess we should make a gender fluids Reddit. Mm. God damn it. Oh, there's so many things to manage. Well, this is why we need an intern. <laughs> okay, man. If you want to do, if you want to have like the cuntiest boss in the world <laughs> <laughs> and like get very specific instructions mm-hmm. and like want to manage our social media. Hey, y'all. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while or are new to the podcast, you probably have a lot of thoughts about what we're saying or just us in general, and we would love to hear them. So you should head on over to iTunes and leave us a rating and then write a nice review about us uh, like this one listener did. They said, the dialogue may be crass, but it digs for the embarrassing sameness and messy experience we all share and needing a way to identify ourselves. As insightful as it is difficult to sit all the way through, like waiting for a new lover to find your sweet spot when they get there they get there wonderful give us more like that what's your idea um i mean besides butthole hymens besides butthole which is a great fetish i want that to exist i think that might be another gender fluids um original original because yeah i don't know i mean I mean, we gotta look up butthole hymens real quick no i mean I'll, I'll i'm fine to let it just live like in that realm of like possibility right okay i'll let you live there 
I hate it I'm, when we look shit up while we're recording. I'm just going to see if there's any results. No, there's nothing. I think we made it up. I don't, I'm saying, I, but I still don't think we did. Like, there's enough, like, fanfic out there about That's people true. and magic and, like, getting anally fucked and, like, forcefully, like, fucked yeah. that, like, when buttholes ripping isn't our invention. And, like, the idea <laughs> that there could be some sort of, like, screen across it isn't, like, that big of a leap, you know? Like, you, you, like, uh, circumcise the child and then use that <laughs> to make a hymen for their butthole. <laughs> You, you, you graft it on so yeah. as they grow up it, it becomes part of their butthole <laughs> it's like the same skin cells that like are able to mold with your body <laughs> I don't know science but you get it <laughs> late in the 30th century mankind found out that foreskin and rectal skin uh, <laughs> act as like stem cells for each stem other stem cells there you go perfect <laughs> Uh, I created these sexy, sexy butt hymens they could rip apart. <laughs> it changed society forever. It's a fucking kinky ass race, man. Kudos. <laughs> Next week on Jordan Peele's Twilight Zone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. For a second, I heard that as Jordan Peterson, and then I laughed at two different weird things that you said. <laughs> That would be Jordan Peterson's Twilight Zone. It's like, if we, if we use the pronouns that they asked for, pretty soon butt hymens will be happening. Uh, uh, it is a slippery slope from pronouns to butt hymens, I think. I'm sorry, but that is it's a slope already I happened. slide down. We already did it. We just did it. We just made that slippery slope happen. We're the people like... Uh, lubing ourselves, lubing ourselves, ourselves up. And get, getting hoses on the slope. There was, there was just a slope. But wait, I... I thought slippery slopes were fun, good things. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't very slippery. Everyone was hurting themselves. So we were like, well, let's just fucking lube it up with some water. That's what gender fluids is. It's the slippery shit that we're putting. We are the slippery on the fucking gay agenda slope. (laughs) Let's put some fluids in that. Stop getting yourselves these like fucking burns on that slide Yo, you gotta you're doing it this all wrong we can make this way easier you're doing your slope fun. wrong you gotta make it slippery if there's gonna be a slope you want it to be slippery quite frankly no one talks about that when they talk about a slippery slope then you, then you can slip down a slope and have fun yeah. instead of otherwise fucking you, tum- burning you yourself, tumble down tumbling, it getting hit by shit breaking bones you want your slopes to be slippery you dumb fucks you know jesus christ <laughs> I just want to open like a like a ski resort called Slippery Slopes, slippery slopes. and just have like all the like doors Perfect. to like the ski and condos be buttholes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Just fucking motherfuckers coming in. But that's out. the thing. This country is descending down a slope into hell, really. And so you you got to lube yourselves up in times like these. Really, it makes it harder to catch too. Yeah. <laughs> 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 They're slippery people, little fuckers. People are going to be, yeah, tumbling down the slope, and you want to just slide right past you. <laughs> <laughs> no clothes, just yeah, actually no. Actually, penis people, you should probably wear like a like a thong or something, yeah, something to hold your that. dick tight. And like big titty people, probably are going to want some like a sports something. bra or something on, just because it's going to help you run faster. Yeah, you know, in the slow burn apocalypse that we're all living through, <laughs> uh, dude. I mean, I have like apocalyptic fetishes all the time, or like not fetishes, fantasies. Oh, God totally! I think shit. we all do. That's why the zombie apocalypse movies are so popular and everything. And it's yeah, but like, I mean, talking like specifically sexually, like you come across like yeah. an encampment and like you need food it's and shelter, but like you don't have anything to offer because they already have mm-hmm. all the skills fulfilled that they need. And I'm like, but I can have a used. wonderful asshole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do y'all want to fuck me so I can eat some of that sewer rat you've like ha- managed to capture? You know that type of thing. I will be your sex slave. The tri- mm-hmm. I'm sex slave. Yeah, and I definitely have had fantasies of like Mad Max type things being captured and like used as like a sex slave and like right. mm. Yeah, that's it's a it's a great landscape for all the kind sorts of, of fun. <laughs> yeah, the kinds of stuff that you and I are both uh strangely into. Oh, it's so good. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like I mean it plays straight to my fucking nerd shit, dude. You know, like mm-hmm. that sort of like high fantasy apocalypse is amazing. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but what was your what was your fetish or that your idea? Oh wait. Are we moving on from 
Well, but hymens. And, well, that wasn't the fetish yeah, of the week. Do? That was oh. just the thing um, we talked about. I just, this came up in conversation this past week. What if you had a fetish for like breast cancer lumps? I don't know. Is that the laundry? Or I don't remember doing laundry. Mm. What if you had a uh, fetish? What if, you had, <laughs> what if you had a fetish for breast cancer lumps? <laughs> so like you just, like that was what you were into. It was like checking for lumps, but you're but you're mostly into it if they're there. Yeah. You know? Every time they're not like, oh. Yeah. But then you finally find that one. You're like, oh. And then you kind of, but then it's so sad for you because you have to tell, if you tell the woman or the person with the lumps, then they have to go, you know, get them removed and stuff. And now you're going to lose your... Your lumps. Your lumps that you... It's like your favorite thing. So they're into... I, I guess yeah, this in tiny this, window. They're just into this texture, the actual feeling of breast cancer lumps. Well, it's not probably the, the whole psychology. Not the idea that the person has breast... Because I think that could be two things. Like, you just like the feeling of it versus, uh-huh. like, you like knowing that that person I don't think it's ever going to be just purely tactile, some kind of fetish like that. I think there's this, like, weird thing that your brain yeah, is doing like where the psychology of, like... That that feeling of like oh no you have breast cancer, you know like there's that's just got to be a weird like feedback loop fetish that you could get into. Yeah, I mean that makes me super sad, but like yeah, I bet sorry. somebody's into it. <laughs> like I mean a hundred percent someone's into it. Like it's too prostate su- cancer too. Maybe the butthole feels a little different because I mean like there's already like a huge like field of I was gonna say medicine, but I'm <laughs> porn uh, that's like based around like examination and like being examined or examining people. Right. And like, I've definitely watched like quote prostate exam videos or quote breast exam videos and like gynecological exam videos. So like Mm -hmm. undoubtedly there's somebody out there that their thing is like giving someone breast exams and finding cancer. What if you were like a gynecologist or something and that was like your way of, cause you had to do that a lot. It was to, telling people that they had cancer and, and that then was that was release. like this thing that you needed to do. Like, Oh, I want to talk to that doctor. If anyone, if anyone has some kind of <laughs> anything related to this, please do write us in any doctors who, I, I mean, I like getting examined, you know, Yeah, I definitely, and I've definitely role played that before where like mm-hmm. I'm being inspected and things like that. And it's just like, it's like mind shatteringly hot. I know. I've been masturbating to orgasm <laughs> too since I was two or three years old. I know. It's just oh well. Doctors. You should have Casey like bend you in all fours and pretend to yeah. Like goddamn it. The, I'm just used to saying Alexis's name now, and it's wearing down that fucking wall. I know, and she doesn't really mind, but I know, like but it's I just try. cute. I, yeah, it's we, a we cuter just like, than her we just name. Like the girl, yeah, not just, that her name's not cute. No, but, yeah. but it's just fun. It's just yeah. My thing. I like the character of the girl. I know exactly. But yeah, so uh, you're like put on all, well, it depends on who you are, but uh-huh. like, and then you know, they like look inside you to make sure you're good inside and inspect your teeth and like your like tits and like mm-hmm. feel you. Up. Oh, it's just so good. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I definitely have gotten more into like boob stuff, like in general and like boob stuff medically kind of speaking, like post-transition like now that i have boobs it's a thing that i can like get into more as like a thing that could happen to me which is a thing that's pretty important for me like fetish wise right is like i need like some sort of thing separating it from reality i need it to be fantasy but i also need like that logical path to like realism for it to really kick it up to that next like thing so like with tit stuff like i used to kind of enjoy watching different like quote breast examination videos or things like that but like it's more fun now because it's like I have like that window to empathize. Yeah, the mirror neurons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh fine. It was kind of like a finally moment. But the thing is, is like it's never about like actually looking to see if you have cancer or not. Yeah. It's more just about like being exploited. Well, I wonder because you know, when I have people check my hair for lice, like there's a part of like and I get kind of ASMR from it. There's a part of that that is the physical sensations. Like I particularly like the two popsicle sticks because that's what the nurses used in elementary school when they would do that. And it was like the most blissful thing in my life. Every time I was like, oh my God, they're going to check for lice. Oh my God. Yes, 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 yes. Um, and so. Did you ever make yourself come? Well, 
getting tranquilized. No. I don't I know. Probably, I, I might have squirmed my legs once or twice. Who knows what I? Who knows? You have to be subtle. Yeah, a beautiful young woman is 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 is, is <laughs> checking your license. Your hair for license. Anyway, so when I've had people and and like I would have anyone check my hair for license, family members or any, like it's just it wasn't like a sexual thing at all. It isn't, but like, um, it would help if I we called it checking for lice, you know, and because, and if you did it in the spirit, cause, cause if you don't do it in that spirit then you just do random popsicle movements, it Are doesn't feel as good. Are you talking about like, if like your if like the girl was to do this, yeah, like, like you anyone, would have to call it checking for lice. It helps to call it checking for lice because then you do, you check it in a certain way. And I want to have that exact like kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and also just, I think there's pro- like a psychological ASMR factor of like, and because they, you know, they even have these YouTube videos of that whispery, which it was like the lights would be off. Uh, I can't handle that shit. It, it hurts me. Oh, it's so good. And then, yeah. And then they might like whisper little things like, okay, Gonna no, like, I'm serious. I can't do gonna... that in my ears right now. You gotta okay. stop. <laughs> it like that's like my like the, the it, like that's your like molestery vibe. No, it's like it's like that Asperger shit of like uh-huh. I can't hear people choose like that light. Mm-hmm. I'm like mm-hmm. super like super sensitive like to like auditory shit. Right. Well, anyway, that kind of light whispery stuff. Oh, um, God, that, sorry, that makes that, it even that, better for me. It makes my like I'm like skin crawl. Yeah, like my mm-hmm. stomach feels like bad. My back hurts right now. Sorry. <laughs> like, well, it's like, it's, it makes some of us feel very, very blissful. Um, and so that's an interesting like dynamic to it God that damn. is very, this is very fetishistic of me. How's that related to breast cancer? Wait, I was trying to remember that too, but uh, <laughs> we, we were on a tangent from that. You said something that reminded me of the popsicle stick. Well, I was just saying now that I had tits, it made like breast examination videos better for me because there's like a realistic connection to them as before. And you were saying you liked your head to get checked like this for life. Oh, like I think you want to believe it a little bit, you know? Yeah. But then you went in some ASMR. Well, I was just saying like, it's night. It feels more like when you really believe the storyline, I think that's an interesting thing. Like how much you, of course it feels better when you believe a thing. Well, I know, but I'm just saying like, that's, it's interesting how much, I don't know. I feel like I had a point earlier, but now I don't remember. Well, <sighs> breast cancer lumps. That's fucked up. I mean, people get into dark places with their fetishes sometimes, I think. I know, but it's just like, for me, like, you know, I'm down for some darkness, but like specific types of darkness. It's like, when it comes to like death and disease and like legit suffering, like yeah. that's where it gets just too dark. Yeah. It's just like, dude, that's a hard thing to work around for me. Yeah. You know? Maybe you can find a woman who has just like benignly lumpy breasts and kind of learn to work yeah, with it. It's the spirit of it. The I fact know. That the it's just like, like a pedophile who's just having sex with a young looking adult. Yeah. yeah it's still wrong. It's still wrong in your heart. <laughs> <laughs> Like technically everything's on the up and up here, but like you know what you're doing. <laughs> but live your dream. But live your dream. I, mean, I guess like, it's look, you're doing it right, you know, buddy. You're, you're doing it right. Bringing down society any more than the rest of us. So. <laughs> but there is a feeling, right, to the prostate. Like, what a, when the doctor sticks their finger in your butt? I've never had a doctor's finger in my asshole. Well, do you know? Like, what are they checking for? Are they checking for a lump too? I don't know what prostate cancer feels like, and I've. Been I wonder if it feels different years. to fuck a butt that has prostate cancer. Like there's a Probably. lump. I mean, all buttholes good. do feel kind of different, you know, kind of like a lot of vaginas feel different. Like, right. But maybe someone could get off to like feeling the prostate lump with their dick as they're fucking it, you know? Maybe. I don't know <laughs> if you would be able to feel it. It would have to be a very large lump. Yeah. I don't know how big the lumps are. And you also don't know how dicks feel. <laughs> it's just, good point. I don't think you would notice Y'all it. Y'all not have as many like kind of nerve endings. Really. No, I mean you could, but it would have to be like, there's so much going on all yeah. around it. It's like, you'd have to know. Yeah. It would, it would have to be like a very odd thing of like, Whoa, what is that? You know, mm-hmm. like, which okay. seems like a difficult thing to ha- happen when you're like fucking someone in the ass. Gotcha. But I, I mean, if it was like a big enough, like, tumor on the prostate like that it like could provide some nice like underside pressure to the dick 
That doesn't sound bad. Doesn't yeah, sound there you go. <laughs> bad at all. Well, underside if they're like flipped over like doggy style, you know. No, I guess extra. it could be top side if you like, want to flip fuck them on their back, right? A little more cushion for the pushing in there. No, no. I'm thinking like if it's like a harder tumor, it uh-huh. might be like kind of like a nice like pressure on the bottom. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. It's sandwiching it more. You're getting a little more. Yeah. A little more squeeze on your dick. Good. So. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to make <laughs> cancer lumps into a fetish. <laughs> Find me over here. Just Gosh, like, hey, quit trying to shoehorn you, cancer if, lump fetishes into our podcast. I wonder if anyone might want to get off on cancer lump fetishes. If sorry, if I'm if, if no one's ever thought of this before, then I feel bad. But no, yeah, saying, probably I'm plenty, sure of plenty of people are turned on by cancer. I think we should talk about it. It's important to talk about how some people might be turned on by finding cancerous lumps in their loved ones' bodies. Again, we're just lubing the slope up, <laughs> just like just like dumping grease and lube. Oh, just want to make everyone just, comfortable at the party. Okay, just, we can't Relax get down everyone. this slope fast enough. <laughs> I've heard it's great. Farther down you go. Uh, <laughs> Or at least no worse than this, so you may as well. Uh, guys, this is, this is the fucked up. It's, guys, women and children first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get those kids down get, that get slope. Get down mm. slope. <laughs> uh, what does this uh, even mean? <laughs> I don't know. Something pedophilic, <laughs> for no. sure. Are they fucking kids at the bottom of the slope? <laughs> is, is that why they need more no, and more children? The truth is, they're fucking kids now, and we need to stop it. Get the kids away from the rest of them. Send them down the slope where they'll be safe <laughs> yeah. from the pedophiles Look. at the top who are clinging to the top of the slope. The pedophiles are clinging to the top of the slope. Those wealthy, yeah. fucking rich assholes who are raping the all of our at children. The bottom of the slope are like negotiating complex, That's, multi-person relationships mm-hmm. in like very emotionally mature ways. Yes, and have systems set up to protect children and aren't mm-hmm. trying to fuck them. Because nobody's urges are being repressed. Yes. And they don't have to... They're not, we're not on this insane hedonic treadmill where you guys desensitize yourself to pleasure and then you get in your richer and richer crowds and all of a sudden you realize that other people are fucking kids and now to keep up with the Joneses, it's like a status symbol in your world. I mean, it's just... This is just disgusting. Also, it's going to be better for the kids to grow up in a place way down the slope where everyone's mm-hmm. just chill, chill and knows how to handle their Running shit. around naked in flowers, having orgies with all of our lovers while you guys just are like we're rich we're rich and rape children what the fuck easier to get a camel through the eye of a needle indeed is that like supposed to be a euphemism for fucking kids assholes i, don't I honestly have never heard that jesus it's easier for a rich man it's easier for a camel to get through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven no oh yeah huge indictment on the rich these yeah. christians really ought to think about it <laughs> It does sound like a giant euphemism. So I think it might be. Don't. Fu- I think it might be so something about tight. not fucking kids' assholes. Yeah. Look, I'm saying. Stop trying to get your like camel, camel through the eye of a needle. <laughs> Give your money to the poor, you fucking pedophiles. Look what you've done. You've turned yourselves into pedophiles by becoming so rich that there was nothing else you could do with your money but make pedophile islands. Congratulations. Do you think it really turned them richness turned yes. into a pedophile? I think people don't Can even you hand me the bong too. Some some people are like they have that like affliction completely just genetically, like they're like pedophiles. And then others of them don't even think that they're pedophiles until they get rich. And then they like get like I said, the hedonic treadmill, that it's so steep. Once you get rich and you just buy yourself every pleasure that you want, you know, and then every, and you just yeah, that's what happens to people. I think I think that's what happens to a lot of people. A lot of men have some kind of propensity towards sexual perversion that never really gets uncovered unless you get into that lifestyle. And then other people are doing it. I, I mean, know. I'm not saying that it's not happening. I think uh, I think a lot of them are fucking kids. I think a I lot of the one percent are I, pedophiles. I don't think, or at least the point one percent. Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of the point one percent are pedophiles. I think that's how I'd put it. Like that uber rich, like mm-hmm. uber rich. It becomes a status symbol, I bet. How many kids have you fucked? What's your youngest kid? Seven? You faggot. I bet it's like <laughs> that. Mm-hmm. That's where I think it is with those rich people. And that's exactly, it's like that is exactly what, he, what Jesus is saying when he says it's easier <laughs> for the camel. I don't even mean this as a joke. Like it's easier for a camel to get through the eye of a needle. I mean, it's funny that it happens to work for butthole rape. 
but like then for a king because what i think the kingdom of heaven on earth like it's, these rich people are so down the like holes of gluttony and 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 pride and everything they've convinced themselves that they deserve everything whatever and that they're living in hell because they've turned themselves into pedophiles that is my theory i want to talk if there's any like fucking rich pedophiles who want to talk how can we get this podcast to the rich pedophiles <laughs> I mean, I don't know because secrecy is kind of like the whole thing. It's I like, know. Hey, do you want to well, record incriminating evidence? Well, that's the other thing I realized. Okay, you know how like all business deals are done on the golf course, and there's like a handshake on the golf course means something kind of a thing. You know, think of what a handshake on a pedophile island means. You do not break that business deal. No, dude, that is exactly how the rich operate. Someone they make their fucking the deals. Yeah, on pedophile island. No one breaks those deals. That's a TV show I want to watch, too. (laughs) Temptation Island, indeed. Oh, my God. I cannot believe they have pedophile (laughs) islands. And that's the thing. Every time this happens, we talk about it for like two weeks, even like Michael Jackson and everything. And then everyone just wants to stop talking about it again. But guys, I I know it's gross that I want to talk about it, but it's because they're fucking kids and we should stop them. We should figure out how to stop these people. A lot of... Anyway... (laughs) <laughs> we know that sex trafficking is a big deal. It's, this is not a conspiracy theory. Yeah, I know. That's the thing. It's a huge problem. And so it's like, it's not a conspiracy theory. Lots of people, it's not poor people who are paying for fucking kids. They fuck their own kids sometimes. That's but, it. But like, a way lower percentage way than lower percentage. fuck other people's but kids. But you notice who's not fucking kids very often? The middle class, which is a very, I think, strong argument for a robust middle class. Please <laughs> vote for Bernie Sanders. <laughs> All right, you want to leave it there? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for letting me speak my piece. This has been another NPR production out of Safe Space Studios. We're broadcasting on 66.6 FM. That's KFUX. Peace. I'm Janish Meeting, a native writer and comedian, and I'm thrilled to announce that my podcast, Woman of Size, has found a permanent home on the Hoo-Ha-Ha Network. On Woman of Size, I talk to artists, writers, activists, and thinkers about their big-ass lives, their big-ass experiences, and their big asses. Woman of Size is plus size, Latina, flawed, curvy, curvy, thick queen, queer, fat, black, disabled. So come take up space and subscribe to Woman of Size on Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen. Be big, baby. This has been a Hoo Ha Ha Podcast.